Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Hi friends, my name is Brenda and Walt and I are glad you've joined us today for Walk with God. Over these next few weeks, we are going to share some devotionals with you that we have presented to colleagues and to people that we minister with, and they've been a blessing to our hearts as well as to others. And so Interlude is here. And as we um, get ready to share today, we also want to remind you, please feel free to send your comments or your Bible questions to us at walk.with.god.wbk at gmail.com. That email address is in our show notes, and we'd love to hear from you and just take any questions, any comments that you have. Well, before I have Walt come on to share just some great devotional thoughts from the book of Hebrews today, I want to just start with these comments. You know, in the last nine months, we've gone through some hard things. Really, the last year and a half have been difficult. But about nine months ago, Walt experienced COVID personally himself. And we also have had to deal with the stress of making decisions at work. How do we continue various ministry groups in order to keep people safe and healthy? And we've had to make decisions on how to respond to different situations. Walt's brother has been diagnosed with reoccurring cancer, and that makes our hearts sad. My parents are experiencing some medical challenges right now, and we are concerned for them. And I myself um, have been told that I need to continue in my treatment for the type of leukemia I have. And so you kind of have those roller coasters in life where you're going along and it seems hard. In fact, just experiencing a weakness uh, to realize that we are human, that those people in our lives that we love, um, their health is failing. Uh, Even what Walt often refers to as a weariness, even to the bone, you know, have you needed to receive mercy and to find grace during this time that is seemed so very difficult? And so if you resonate with some of these statements, some of these questions, do you need encouragement uh, to continue on loving and to offer good deeds? Well, you know, this book of Hebrews that Walt is going to touch on today, our prayer is that you will find some strength today and be encouraged to continue in your walk. And we're going to just only focus on 16 verses out of four different chapters of the book of Hebrews. You know, I've taught Hebrews a number of times, but but this comes out of a devotional thought even over the last uh, few weeks I've been reading through and asking the Lord to minister to my heart from this book of Hebrews. And uh, the theme of this book is Jesus is better, that Jesus is greater. And it starts off in chapter one that Jesus is greater than the prophets. And then it moves, Jesus is greater than the angels. And it continues, Jesus is greater than Moses. And finally, beginning at the end of chapter 4 and all the way through chapter 10, Jesus 
has a greater priesthood. And that idea of our great intercessory high priest is kind of going to surround this this time. Well, the first passage I want to take you to is Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. Let me just read that. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let's hold firmly to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things, just as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace for help at the time of our need. I, I love even as we talk about this high priest, Jesus, he's not um, isolated way off in the distance. He, he is um, involved with us. And I love that word sympathize. The Greek word is sympatheo. And it just, um, you come alongside of one and you feel for them and, and you feel for their weariness and their weakness. That's the kind of high priest we have. Not just a powerful, omnipotent God, but also a kind and sympathetic high priest. That's Jesus. And then in Hebrews chapter 5, just one verse, verse 7, it says this, In the days of his humanity, he, Jesus, offered up both prayers and pleas with loud crying and, and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his devout behavior. And I love this passage because it just reminds us that, that the way Jesus prayed, even to his heavenly Father, um, included pleas and loud crying and tears that he was emotionally involved with his heavenly Father. And, and yet at the same time that he was trusting his heavenly Father to save him from death. And he did atone for our sins in, on the cross. He experienced death, but then up from the grave he arose. Go ahead. And even, yeah, yeah, just even as you're sharing that, I love from Hebrews 4, uh, verse 15, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. You know, I'm just reminded, I am a sinner. Um, I have sinned. I will continue to sin until I'm on the other side and reach heaven and come into eternity. So yes, that process of sanctification is occurring with me, but that idea sympathize with our weaknesses. He looks at who I am and what I am, and I can come to him and I can pour out my heart to him and he will hear me because he was tempted. However, he was without sin. And and then 15, let's approach the throne of grace. We have a God, we have a Savior filled with grace, and we can come to that throne with confidence so that we can receive his mercy and find grace at the time of our need. What rich thoughts, what encouraging thoughts as we face our days living here on this earth. And, and this reminds me of a, a hymn at Calvary that has these phrases, mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied mm. to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. And that's because of the sympathetic, involved 
caring high priest we have. He wants us to receive his mercy. He wants us to find grace and help at the time of our need. Well, just a few more verses out of Hebrews chapter 7, verses 23 to 27. It says this, The former priests, on the one hand, existed in greater numbers because they were prevented by death from continuing. They just kept dying. Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. Therefore, he is also able to save forever, to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was fitting for us to have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens, who has no daily need like the those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people, because he did this once for all time when he offered up himself. And just even these verses, it just reminds us that, that Jesus lives to make intercession for us, that he stands in that gap between us and God, and he intercedes to God on our behalf, but he also helps us to, to know the Father better. And, and I just love this passage out of Hebrews, this priesthood permanently. He's able to save forever completely those who come to God through him. And I hope that you've made that decision to come to God through him. Um, and the whole aspect of a high priest who is holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sins, and exalted above the heavens. I love that, um, that he doesn't need to have um, a sacrifice for his own sins. You know, this reminds me, um, the holy place that we come to God in, um, that is a reference really to the, the concept of the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies, not everyone could go there. As a matter of fact, only one person out of the whole nation could go in there, the high priest, and he did it on one special day, on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And he would go in first and he would make sacrifice for his own sin, and then he would go in and make sacrifice for the sins of the nation. Unintentional sin, but sin still the same. And he would do that one time a year. But Jesus continually, he always lives to make intercession for us before our Heavenly Father. Well, the last passage we're going to consider is Hebrews chapter 10, and we're just going to read verses 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach God with sincere or with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold firmly to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let's consider how to encourage or to stir up one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know, this reminds me of over the last year and a half of COVID, um, many people have had to be isolated or they, they've, they've gone into a lockdown. And isolation is deadly. Maybe it's not physically deadly. We've survived, but it's emotionally deadly. It's relationally deadly. 
And, and that's not what God wants. He wants to have a living relationship, that we have a living relationship with him through Jesus Christ. But the, we also have a different kind of relationship with one another in the body of Christ. And that body has suffered over the last year and a half. And so even as we come to God and talk about our great intercessory high priest, we're encouraged by God to do a couple of things. One is come together, keep meeting together. And the, the second is how do we consider how to encourage or stir up one another in love and good deeds? Jesus experienced um, some hard emotions and some hard circumstances. Um, he was betrayed by Judas. He experienced great pain and even the death of one of his faithful followers, um, Lazarus. He, he had heartache. Um, he had desertion and denial by Peter, I think, especially denying him three times. No, I don't know that guy. Ne never knew him. <laughs> and, and yet at the same time, he intercedes for us. All that pain and that heartache, um, it allows him to sympathize with us and he intercedes. Yeah, and while I, I'm just reflecting as you're sharing these verses from Hebrews 10, 19 to 25, and as I'm pulling out phrases and words, you know, first it's, since we have confidence to enter the holy place, confidence, I mean, as a sinner, you know, I have a tendency to feel shame and guilt, but yet here it says, I enter with confidence. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. And then 20 goes on and says, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us because of what Jesus did on our behalf of the cross. And I've accepted it, received it. It's been applied as it were to my bill, to my statement. There's a new and a living way for me to walk and to proceed. And then um, just, I love 22, let's approach God with a sincere heart, a true heart in full assurance of faith. Again, I can come before him. I, I can share with him what I've been struggling with, why I'm weary, why I'm worn. He doesn't push me away. Yeah. I come with that confidence. I approach him honestly, and I can live in a new way. Why? Because of what Jesus has done. And so then, because of what he's done for me, I can then walk into verse 24, which I know you've got some really good thoughts. Let's consider how. Yeah, how do we do that? Well, um, just even as we've worked our way through these 16 verses, um, there's three principles. There's more than that. But I, three principles I want to draw out of this passage, these 16 verses. First is, is we have a great and a sympathetic high priest. We have someone concerned for us, someone that cares about us, someone that intercedes for us. That's our high priest. And when I think of that, um, it just reminds me, I, I need to praise the Lord. I need to just praise him because we don't have this uh, high priest that sits up in judgment and looks down and scowls at us. We have a high priest that raises us up and puts us really before the throne of God Almighty. And then secondly, we have a permanent and intercessory high priest, someone living to make intercession for us. When I think of that, I, I think of the word thanksgiving. I, I'm so thankful for the intercessory work of Jesus Christ. Um, that sympathetic intercessory aspect 
our, our great high priest. You know, one of the things that professors told me at seminaries, he said, remember this, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And Jesus cares for us. He cared for us at Calvary. He cares for us every day. Jesus cares for us. And because of that, because of the care of Jesus and the cleansing of Jesus and the adoption into the family of God, we now have access to enter into the presence of God Almighty through our great high priest over the whole house of God. And this just even gives me relief. It, it reminds me, I'm, I'm not locked out. I'm not kicked out. I'm in my humanity. I would be. But because of the, the access we have through Jesus Christ to the very throne room of God, um, that's so much of a re relief to me. Well, as we conclude, we always want to talk about head to heart. And um, I, I, even as I think about this, I, what Howard Hendricks used to say, if you've done interpretation, but without application, that's an abortion. And um, one time I asked him about that, and he said, I use that word abortion because I want to, to stop people, make them realize that the process isn't just to study God's word, to, to know about it. The this, this, this struggle is how do we apply it to our life? How does it change the way we live? How does it change the way we have relations um, with others, friendships, with family, with our spouses? Um, in light of these three principles, uh, God would have us consider or think deeply um, this idea of encouraging. How do we, we think deeply? I think deeply about how I can encourage or stir up or stimulate one another in love and good deeds. And, you know, um, during this hard time of COVID, we've needed to do that, to stir up, to stimulate one another. Um, is there someone that you need to encourage? Is there someone that you need to stir up with love and good deeds? Um, maybe the Lord's brought someone to your mind. Give them a call. Um, send them a text. Uh, let them know you care. I think also just when, you know, that whole idea of interpretation, we also put in that word of observation, mm -hmm. that, that as we read verses in God's word, we want to be observing, we want to ask questions of the text. And that's, that's some of what we want to share with you, our listeners. So there's observations and, interp and interpretation, but, but that application is so important. And so even as Wald is talking about today, that we would encourage one another in love and good deeds, I also just want to encourage you, if you're in a place today where you feel weak and you feel frail, know that you can come before Jesus because he is that sympathetic high priest. He will hear you. He will fill you up. And so, friends, today, we hope that this time of interlude has been an encouragement to your heart, has been a refreshment, and we can't wait until we have another opportunity to share with you once again and talk with you in God's Word, and we share how He's teaching us and leading us in order to encourage you in your daily walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.